It's 8.40. It's time for uh, the man himself, Petrolhead. All things automotive with the Petrolhead, Nico Smith. Where are you, Nico? On the couch with a cup of coffee in what city? Oh, I am in a, the, the city of Cape Town. I haven't had the coffee yet, so that's going to come a little bit later. I'm actually in Paul and visiting my sister yeah. and the family. So, um, um, yes, I was here for work and staying a little bit longer. So your sister hasn't uh, made that cup of coffee, or you haven't made her a cup of coffee either? Yes, I think our taste in coffee varies. So um, there's a coffee <laughs> shop close by. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Oh dear, that doesn't sound good at all. No, I'm going to be in trouble after this. <laughs> you are. That taste in coffee is different. Oh dear. Yeah, our standards in coffee is different, but that's okay. <laughs> I didn't say standard. You just said standard. Yes, I know. But I'm okay to say standard <laughs> because it is. Oh, okay. So, let me let me tell you about a scenario. Um, yeah. That happened. Um, you know, at one stage in a city called New York. There were 100,000 horses, and that means the 100,000 horses had one ton of horse manure every day that had to be avoided, taken away. And, of course, the horse, horses needed stables, and they needed uh, horse uh, feed, so that had to be taken there with even more horses. And, yeah. of course, the horse manure brought flies. It smelled bad. So in 1898 in New York, um, they had a, a planning. Of, uh, they had a meeting of city planners, and they could not see a solution for this problem because it was just going to get bigger and bigger, <laughs> and they didn't know how to fix it. And uh, that's where the, the the motor car can came from nowhere and literally solved the problem of horse manure. And now we seem to sit in a, a similar so mo- situation. Are you telling me that the motor car was developed in order to uh, get rid of the horse manure no, smell? No, no, it was the other way around. Luckily, the the motor car. Uh, was a solution for the horse manure because now you could replace horses with 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 cars, and the fact that uh, you know you did, then didn't have to worry about the horse manure anymore because the cars um, um, didn't have you know the pollutants weren't in the street. Maybe they were in the air, and there weren't that many cars. And by the way, back then as well, electric cars were also used quite a lot in the 1900s. So when cars started, electric cars were actually fairly popular. The batteries were not as good as they are today. Um, so recharging and things like that was just not as simple. The range wasn't as simple. Does that, actually, where, does that where horse is that where horsepower comes from? No, horsepower. Um, actually, now I've got to sort of tell the story and I've got to wing it a little bit just to remember exactly. But horsepower, the person that um, the, um, this guy, if I just remember exactly, he wanted to sell um, his steam-powered car, a steam-powered uh, steam engine. Um, but the only way to do that uh, was actually to, to, to compare it to a, a horse because otherwise people wouldn't know, um, you, they wouldn't be able to compare it because they were using horses in the mines. So what he did is he um, then had this comparison with, um, with uh, his, his, steam, his ability of his um, steam-powered machine to lift the weight. So one horsepower says um, that's the ability f- um, for one horse to lift one weight, uh, a certain weight, a certain height. Um, so let me let me go up. One metric horsepower is needed to lift 75 kilograms, Jeez one Christ. meter in the air in one second. So it's very technical. Actually, what's quite funny is that a horse doesn't have a horsepower. Uh, so if you look at the power of a horse, it's not actually even one horsepower. It's less than a horsepower. And one elephant is five horsepower <laughs> strong. Anyway, now I digress a little bit. That's so it. What I, yeah. <laughs> So what I thought I'd talk about today is you know, we just start off is saying what is the real thing about range because the people always talk about range of electric cars and why is that 
such an issue. Um, because, you know, it should be like a car. You fill the, In a car, you fill the petrol tank, you drive somewhere, you stop, you fill the petrol tank, you keep driving. Yeah. So if I compare these two, so if you look at a car, a car's got a petrol tank. With, uh, it's got an engine that drives it, and then it's got a petrol tank. Let's imagine the petrol tank is 50 liters in size. So yeah. the volume is 50 liters. Now, if you go to the filling station, um, you simply um, fill it up. Now, you can fill it up very quickly because they have a strong pump um, that takes the, 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 the petrol from the reservoir underground, and it fills your, let's say it fills your tank within maybe three minutes, let's say five minutes. Um, so how quickly you can fill the, the tank is basically liters per minute. So how many liters can you get into the tank per minute, which is very quick. Um, so it's very quick to fill up the tank, and off you go again. And then your fuel consumption is measured in liters per 100 kilometers. So when you're driving, you say, how many liters have I used on 100 kilometers? And that depends on the engine and the drag of the car. There's a few factors that 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 uh, influences. So effectively, in a petrol car, you fill your tank, which is um, um, uh, a volume of uh, with, with 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 petrol very quickly. Now, an electric car, it tends to be a bit more tricky because, the, first of all, let's start with an electric car. It has a battery. And we, we measure a car's uh, fuel tank in liters, let's say 50 liters. We measure an electric car's tank in kilowatt hours. So if you had an 80 kilowatt hour um, battery, that's a certain size. If you have 90 kilowatt, uh, these are actually fairly big batteries. So let's imagine 60 kilowatt hour is a small battery. Then 80 kilowatt hour is bigger. And as you go bigger in the kilowatt hours, effectively the bigger your battery is. So that's quite simple. Um, then when you charge the, 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 the battery, you talk, you talk about kilowatt hours per 100 kilometers. In other words, when you put, that, put fuel in your, in your fuel tank in a car, you get the, the, the fuel in very quickly. Yeah. But in an electric car, this is where the tricky thing comes in now. Because now it depends on the type of electricity. There's two types of electricity. There's alternating current and direct current. So a battery can always only be charged by direct current. At home, we have alternating current. So at home, if you plug in, you know, that three-point plug is alternating current. And then we look at the kilowatts of that plug. So let's say uh, a three-point plug is three kilowatts. In other words, it's like filling a tank in your car, uh, in a normal car, with a very screen that runs very slowly. So if you wanted to fill the tank, but the water was running out of that pipe very slowly, it will take a long time to fill your car's tank. Uh, so in other words, the thing with an electric car is, how quickly can we get the energy in there? So, in other words, if we have a pipe, um, uh, the quicker we can get the, 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 the fuel to fill our tank in a car, normally that's quite quick. But in an electric car, we need more kilowatts to fill that battery quicker. So, uh, at home, the, the kilowatts is like three kilowatts. So, that's why if you just take a three-point plug and you charge an electric car, it might take three days of continuous charging just to fill it. So at home, you can then convert it to something, let's say, like 22 kilowatts. In other words, all you have is you've got more energy so you can fill the battery quite quickly. So if you have 22 kilowatts at home, which means you'll now have to uh, get a type of charger there, then it charges it quicker, and you could probably do it in 12 hours or overnight. If you're driving somewhere, these public stations where you can charge along the way, along the route, they would normally be direct current. In other words, they are even stronger. Then you might look at 60 kilowatts. So I think probably the maximum now is 60 kilowatts. Overseas, they might up, have up to 150 kilowatts. And some places, even 360 kilowatts. It, all that really means is we can put the energy very quickly into the battery. So it's like filling the tank very quickly. 
we can fill that um, the, the electric battery quicker before we um, drive away again. So the biggest issue really with electric cars is that the range isn't exactly like petrol cars. It might be 300, 400, some of the cars are now getting to 500 or 600 kilometers. But it's simply always how quickly can you get um, or can you charge the battery. And that's why you need a more powerful charger, like a direct current charger that's 60 kilowatt or even 150 kilowatts, so you can get the energy into the battery very quickly so you can go again. And then one last thing with, with, with um, charging batteries, you know, if you fill your tank, um, it takes a certain time to fill the tank. But with a, with a battery, the timing is quite weird. So up to 80%, that normally takes half the time. So let's imagine you have a, a very strong charger and it takes you 50 minutes to charge to 80%. To get to 100% is another 50 minutes. So the battery, sort of, they talk about the state of charge. It charges initially quite quickly, and then it sort of slowly falls off. So you know, you'll see more and more. If you have electric cars and you're driving a long distance, the most efficient way is actually to charge up to 80% and then drive again, and then stop at another place and charge to 80%. Because if you charge to 100%, from 80 to 100, it takes a long time. So it's not that efficient. And those are the things that really comes in when we talk about range or the issues with range or even range anxiety when you get a bit nervous because you can't find a filling station or charging station because the charging infrastructure is getting better, but they're not like filling stations everywhere and it can't be done in five minutes. Yes, you couldn't say that in five minutes either, hey? <laughs> <laughs> that is so true, but that's a difficult thing to try and explain. And I thought, okay, I hope I'm not getting too technical, but let's see. Okay, so okay. Colin, everybody that fell asleep, wake up now and we'll so, continue. So Colin says, <laughs> Colin says, Nico, the Aussies were working on a battery that you could drain the electrolyte and replace it with a fully charged electrolyte as quickly as a petrol refuel. I'm wondering if you've um, asked, been able to, if you, if you know what he's talking about. Say again, can you just say the, what he said, uh, the comments he again? He says, um, the Aussies, have, the Australians have been working on a battery that could drain the electrolyte and replace it with a fully charged electrolyte as quick as a petrol refuel. Yes, I, I saw something where, um, I, I just heard something uh, on the fly, somewhere where they uh, spoke about sugar or something like that that's in the battery, and I don't know the details, so um, I don't know exactly that, what they were saying, but I heard a similar thing where that re- all it really is, Michelle, is how quickly can I charge that, that battery to full again? And it's actually the, the difficult thing because cars, you fill the tank very quickly, but it takes always a long time to charge the batteries again. And that's really the issue we have. So, uh, of course, there's a lot of research now um, to say if we can get a battery that you can fill in, in five minutes and you can get it to full again and you can drive and, and after another five, you know, when it's empty, fill in five minutes, that's ideal. But we're not even close to that when it comes to sort of practical electric cars. So practically, we're not there yet. There's a lot of research done. Yeah. Um, but we, we're not there yet. But electric cars, we're sort of a little bit behind. Uh, the manufacturers are, are, are looking more and more, uh, launching more electric cars in South Africa. I know Volvo has launched the, the XC40, which is an electric SUV, small SUV. I haven't driven it yet. Um, but in countries like um, Norway, they are, uh, you know, they're really big incentives. They're really pushing to, to get all uh, internal combustion engine cars out. Um, but also electricity is developed and the network and things like that. But, you know, any time a manufacturer makes a statement somewhere, they will always also talk about their, their vision to get electric cars onto the market and they'll have targets by 2020 and 20, or okay. 20, 25 and 30 and whatever. 
Someone else saying electric cars can charge all night for daily commuters, so you never need to go to the filling station to fill unless you're doing a long trip, so it saves time. I've no, got, 100%. They, I've, that's I've got a, thing. I've got a question mm-hmm. for you, and it's... Um, do they, has anybody created a, an electric car that charges itself by driving? So the more you drive, the more it charges, which I'm sure is possible, A. And okay. do we have any cars which have a covering of solar um, it could, panels? I mean, it could, yeah, solar panels, but in such a way that, you know, it wouldn't be like taking away from the car or whatever, but a car that had solar panels over the top because I imagine that as you drove that you could also get energy as well. Okay, so the first one just um, quickly with electric cars. Actually, home charging is very simple and that's the best way. You simply charge it overnight. The next day the battery is full and most of us drive maybe 40 kilometers. I saw research the other day. Average distance in South Africa I think is 40 kilometers to work and back. So you can drive very far and, and it's actually very convenient. So if it's your city car, it's no issue. If The, the, the first question you had um, they talk about um, one way of doing it. You're not going to get the energy back into the battery um, by just driving because you need energy. So one way of doing it is something called the range extender, which is sort of counterproductive. BMW had one um, in, um, in an i3, which basically mm. when the battery gets to a certain level, there's a small little petrol motor that starts running, and that works like a generator. So the petrol motor is really a little generator so the That's battery brilliant. level doesn't fall. Um Audi is entering Dakar. You know the Dakar that yeah. the Villiers won, and, and, and so that long-distance rally. Audi is actually entering an electric car in the Dakar, but that electric car is run by a DTM, uh, the German touring car um, series. It has a two-liter petrol DTM motor that charges the batteries, and the batteries then supply electricity to the electric motors. So it's, it's one way of doing it, but then again, you, you really then have an internal combustion engine that's driving your vehicle. Mm. When you, the question about um, solar panels, Michelle, they just don't have enough energy. You can't get enough energy in, from solar panels just on your car to put it into the battery of the car. They just, the, the, you know, you need a, uh, maybe a, 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 a solar panel the size of a rugby field on top of your car <laughs> to get enough energy in. So if you had solar panels on your roof, so your whole roof is covered with solar panels, and throughout the day you're charging a battery, then at night you can that energy from the battery can then go to the electric car. So you can store it somewhere, or effectively just plug in the car, and then in the whole, you know, during the whole day, that energy is transferred to the car. But you need lots of panels. One or two panels on the car is simply just too light. Okay, so I have a question here from Don, not to do with electric cars, but to do with mm-hmm. old cars, saying, Hi, Michelle. Hi, Nico. I bought a 1988 Toyota Cressida GLI 24 twin cam from a deceased estate. The car is in mint condition, 1988. That's a good, it's nearly 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the car is in mint condition. However, it's been in a garage for 12 years. So for 12 years, it's just sat there. And he's saying, what should I do? Do I just start it? Um, no. Uh, um, I would say um, I, I would be worried about the, 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 the oil and the fuel. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't start it. I would, um, I'm just trying to see. I said, definitely you need to check um, the water in the car. There could have been rust all over the engine if the water didn't have the right amount of glycol. So there could be rust in the water channels. The oil definitely wouldn't, you know, would be corrupted. So that you need to get new oil in it. Um, you need to uh, also fuel only has a certain life. So if the fuel has been in that tank for 12 years, it's also not great. So 
if you really want to drive the car and, and look after it, I would probably suggest taking it somewhere um, on a flatbed, maybe rather, to a mechanic. Uh, and if somebody actually, you know, takes all these things apart, replaces the oil, have a look at the spark plugs, um, and replace the fuel, um, replace the water, and then give it a go. But having said that, um, you know, I've seen with Toyotas, and if you watch that, Jeremy Clarkson once had a, a, a like a Hilux Bucky, which they tried to destroy, and they put the thing in the tide, and they, they, I don't know what they did to this Bucky, and it just kept on going. So being a Toyota, I wouldn't be surprised if you started and, the, and actually runs, but if you really want to do this, I would really be careful because, as I said, all these things, 12 years is a long time. So if you want to run it, you probably have to do a few things just to have it checked over, replace all the fluids, and then give it a go. The battery might also be flat anyway, so apart from a new battery. Also, then the tires will have to be replaced because they'll be flat, uh, you know, because if a, a tire has a certain lifetime, which is about five or six years, plus if they're standing for a long time, they'll actually make a flat spot. The rubbers haven't moved as well, um, um, so they might have some perishing uh, on all the rubbers in the car, things like CD boots. and uh, you know, So there's a lot of things to check in the car before you run it. But you can always take a chance. But if you really want to drive it, I would really take it somewhere and have it properly made over before you drive it. So you're saying you just take it somewhere by putting it on a flatbed truck or something like that? I would rather do that. Take it to a, a, a reputable tech, a, a mechanic and then, you know, like I said, drain the oil, the fluids, everything, um, get it right, new spark plugs, you know, so a few new things and then get it going. And then, uh, you know, you've got to, yeah, but you've really got to give the car a once over. Even if it's in mint condition, it's a very long time for a car to stand. Thanks very much. Well, Don, there you have it. Are you basically saying that he should put on a flatbed truck or can he just tow it? No, yeah, no, of course you can tow it as well. But you know what? You can't just don't start the engine. Uh, and um, also when you're young. So you can tow it. You know that. Okay. You put on a flatbed, you can tow it. We've got a long question about 4x4s by Andy. And so what I'm going to say is, Andy, can you hold this question till next week and listen next Saturday? Because, Nico, I know mm. next Saturday you're going to look at um, – Four by fours, but in the entry level range, as opposed to highly expensive over That's a million rand versions. Entry level SUVs, yes. Okay, entry level SUVs, Andy. We're going to be looking at that next week. I've taken a snapshot of your question, and I promise to answer it as well. Um,